Of a time when climate change threatened our very existence. Come, children, let me tell you the tale of how we triumphed <laughs> amidst such greed and rose up, and the human spirit won. Um. Oh. Whoa, we traveled back to present time. My voice isn't that different, though, than what I just recorded, because I am sick, uh, even though I'm now back to being 32 years old. Um, and I had to re-record this intro, because in the last one, first of all, I was breathing too heavily, and I decided, if nothing else, let me make this intro much shorter to encourage people to listen to this episode, because I love it. Even though I think that um, the podcast guest I had on perhaps was the one to make me sick. Maybe. Well, there's been many people sick around me, so we'll see. And then I'm also laying down when I record this because the last one I was struggling to breathe standing up because of all the mucus and stuff that is um, flooding my lungs currently. Which I don't really mind because, hey, I like just sitting around. But what I do have to say is, you know what? I'm so glad that I'm doing this podcast because I like talking about climate change with people. It's not that it's fun. It's just that it's such a relief from living in the dark dark cave of ignorance and avoidance that we like to go in because it's so cozy, but it slowly kills you. You just... um you gotta you gotta live outside and in the reality and and feel what that's like. Even though I gotta say my process is slow, and I'm a hypocrite. And welcome to this podcast, okay? I'm um, I'm I'm living here in Los Angeles. I'm I'm a comedian. I'm living with all the different realities that I have available to me. Living under late stage capitalism trying to um, tell jokes because that is where my upbringing and mental illnesses have led me. Luckily, I, I do have a good time despite um, all of the hardships that I face. And this podcast is a effort to uncompartmentalize myself to live with all the, the different realities that I have. One, um, I'm a comedian. Two, I'm just a girl. And three, um, I'm living in an age of mass extinction that's human-caused. So let's put all that together in a cute little bow. And uh, and here we are. Welcome to today. I, I have such a fog. 
of this cold. It's almost like being on drugs a little bit, which um, is nice for me as someone who has quit drugs. It's almost like I get a little freebie just from mucus buildup and my brain not working kind of well. I do like a good fog, but I am working in my life to get more and more clarity. Um, This podcast was recorded on MLK Day, Martin Luther King, and I'm going to um, carry him with me every day for the rest of the year. Um, I just, um, you know, in terms of racial justice, economic justice, anti-war, um, just really facing everything we have to face with, um, love and, um, like radical love and, um, also not whitewashing what that looked like, which is he got assassinated and we're still, in a huge shit show in this country today, but I'm going to choose to try to show up for it. 2020, that's my goal, 2020. Resolutions. Um, I loved having um, my guest on today. I just think she's so bright. She's so funny. She's so empathetic and really connected with nature, which I um, really love about her, and it was such a treat to sit down with her. At one point, we talk about sharks, and I believe uh, she was talking about leopard sharks, just to clear that up. Um, I said I would look it up, and I did. Tiger sharks are can be violent. Um, we were debating whether or not she saw leopard or tiger sharks, and I believe they were leopard sharks. Although, I did watch some videos of people petting tiger sharks. There's always these videos online of scuba, diver, scuba divers petting every kind of shark. And I don't get that. Can you just pet a shark? All right. Well, anyway, please message me and let me know if you have any feedback or fears on climate change. I'm here to support you. Um, Please come out to Lisa's show on Sunday because I'm going to be on it. It's in Covina. It's Chatterbox. It really is such a fun show. I also have a new show every Friday Cafe Tropical in Silver Lake, 10 p.m. on Fridays. Please come out to that. Get some laughs. Get some community. Talk to me about climate change. Um, We'll we'll do what we can. Let's let's get out. Be out. Be here. This is a good sign that I need to wrap up what I'm saying. Oh, God. I hope this didn't deter you from listening to this podcast because Lisa's really great. Everybody, this is Lisa Chanu. That's a weird thing. Hello and welcome to Hot Topic, um, where I talk about climate change um, with today, my friend Lisa Chanu. Hi. The marvelous comedian who uh, does Chatterbox Mm -hmm. and the What's Your Sign podcast. Yeah. How's it been going? Pretty good. How are you? Um, pretty, pretty okay. I did. I had a minor meltdown this morning. Um, I was saying earlier that I think I might have some kind of PMS disorder Yeah, because I, I do exhibit a lot of signs of mental illness, but really mostly just when I'm PMSing. I honestly feel like the, the pain and the psychological component that goes along with having a fucking menstrual cycle is so downplayed because women have tried for so long to, like, be in the workforce and not be, like, 
portrayed a certain way, but it is so painful. And there's so much other shit where you're like craving stuff that you don't normally eat. And like, yeah, just feeling like feelings that you don't normally like getting the weird sads where you're like, I don't normally like hate this this much. I did see a, um, a, a feminist article. I'm doing hand quotations. You guys can't <laughs> see me, but, uh, it was on Facebook and it was like, um, why PMS is like made up for the patriarchy to make us seem hysterical or something. And I'm just like, first of all, it's just not made up. I'm it's sorry not. if you're a woman and you, or, you know, if you have a period and you're embarrassed of it or like a lot of people don't have PMS, but it's like, can it be true that we have this hurdle or this, um, this biological thing that happens sometimes some of us and like still be respected. Can PMS be real Yeah, and society can work with it? Is that true? Well, I think it is true. And I think part of it is that it's so much harder. Like sometimes I, I have a copper IUD, which is like well known for giving you horrible cramps. Is that true? Yeah. And extremely like heavy periods. And, um, this is so funny because this is one of the things that my podcast gets dragged for is we always talk about our periods. But, <laughs> um, but like some days at work, I'm like, it's unbearable. And I sit there and I do my job and I never complain. I don't like tell guests that come into the bar like, I'm on my period. Wah. Like I sit there and I do my See, job. See, I do. <laughs> when people come into the library, they're like, do you have any Dickens? And I'm like, holy shit, am I menstrual? <laughs> Yeah, you're going to want to look in the D section of the alphabet for Dickens. <laughs> I feel like in the library you could get away with it, but at a bar you really can't be like, I'm bleeding, you know. You can get away with so much when you have a government job. It's so, it's so beautiful. But I'm, women have to do that. Women have to sit at work and pretend that they're not like in pain. So your podcast gets dragged for it? Yeah, the that's like... Uh, Definitely one of our one-star reviews is like periods and pedicures. And we're like, (laughs) we love that. We're going to put that on a shirt. Okay, let me talk about pedicures really quick. Um, I don't have a place. And I have like major, I have major ingrown toenails. And I need pedicures, but I don't have a spot that knows how to cut the big toe of my my toe problem. Okay, well, I have two recommendations for you. (laughs) It depends on what kind of place you want to go to because okay. i think they're both good but one of them's like the they're gonna yell at you like yeah that's you know, hard sit down chair eight like get right. over there kind of place <laughs> yeah and the other one is like very like some they'll offer you like a glass of champagne right similar in price but just like yeah one of them you have to make an appointment the other one you can walk in i'll let you know after okay sounds good they're across the street from each other so all right easy stuff Sounds good. But I didn't know that the copper thing made it worse. I thought it made it better or go away. Um, no, it's since it's there's no hormones in it, it is, um, I don't know. For, I don't know why. It's definitely like be, being back in high school. I haven't been off hormones oh, since wow. I got it. Yeah, every once in a while I'll have such, I've never been on birth control. My birth control is just that I try to be the only one that comes every time. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just try to be really bad at sex or um, have a non-cis man sex. Yeah. Penis hole (laughs) scenario. (laughs) Um, But do you think, do you think you're going to have kids? (laughs) 
Yeah, I kind of want to, but I don't have enough money right now, and I live in a one-bedroom apartment, so I'm trying to I know. fix my life Sometimes first. I'm like, I can put the crib right over <laughs> here by the kitchen, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I will. I do struggle in terms of like the way that politics and the world and planet are happening um, in, ter- in terms of, like, does it make sense to do that right now? Not quite sure. I don't think it makes sense at all. I think for me, my it's like, I don't think it ever has made oh, really? sense to have kids. <laughs> like, I feel like it's been a burden since the beginning of time to have right. children. So yeah. and, think, a, and a burden to be born. Sure, of course. Uh, so I think it's like uh, a rite of passage in <laughs> humanity in a way. Um, I don't think it's like smart or conscious environmentally or politically or socially, but it's like... I kind of do want to experience it because I feel like you get to know the world in a different way. Yeah. And especially like with everything that's changing, like even just like the talks we're having on gender now, it's like, I want to kind of see that like from a kid's perspective, grow up and, and like allow them to see gender this new fluid way instead of the way that I saw it growing up, see what that becomes like whether that's, you know, yeah. easier or harder on them as a kid, like hopefully they'll have parents that support them, you know? No, I mean, I, I've wondered hypothetically ha- um, if I would raise my baby gender neutral till they make a choice or something, because some of my friends do that, especially mm-hmm. like some of my trans friends, and I think that makes sense, but I don't know. I think for me, I would probably like try to be as neutral as possible, but I, I'm like a cis white white passing woman like stuff's gonna come out that isn't gonna i mean i'm not gonna be perfect but yeah yeah. neutral toys neutral colors like of course try to pick a name that's not super like you know one way or the other yeah i'm a cisgendered woman too but i felt like i had some awareness as a kid of being cis like specifically because i remember like talking to my mom and being like I'm a girl and I agree with that. And I'm really glad I agree with that because I could see this possibility where I don't agree with that. But I was definitely a tomboy as a kid. I did not want to be a girl. I think I knew I was a girl, but I did not want to be one. Mm, Yeah. I grew up with all boys, so I think I wanted to fit in more. Okay. Yeah, I definitely was, uh, not everyone knows this about me, but full-blown fucking princess. Really? Yeah, I was... uh, That's awesome. I was Disney princess all day. I'm in a tower. Uh, Rapunzel, let down your hair. Uh, Malibu Barbie, et cetera, et cetera. I was in it. I was like, I have no problems with any way that this gender is happening so far for me, except for <laughs> being molested. But I didn't know that that was like Aww. a gender thing. Yeah, so, for but, sure. But the Barbies and shit was cool. But then later, when I figured out uh, about the 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 connections of oppression, then I then I was uh, slightly disturbed. Yeah, I can imagine why. And I, I feel like it's kind of weird that I, that we should question like whether or not to have kids because the world is messed up because that's like a natural thing when it's like, shouldn't the question be like, can we not dump oil in this river or something sure, and, I, and I can have a kid? I know. Wouldn't that be great if we ha- could have control over such things? But even I think, I don't know, I'm like on a bit of a conspiracy rabbit hole so you caught me on a good day but <laughs> like I feel like no matter how hard I like voted or 
or protested or did, like, I don't think they would stop. It's all like corporate. They money love it. And it they and love it yeah. too much, dude. It's, they're they're just, not ready to stop. It's nowhere. I'm nowhere near that level of power. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. I do. I do have a slight optimist streak in me where I'm like, I think we have a little more freaky magic power than we think. Like when you look at the course of history, like it does seem like um, like it's a possibility, but you just have to hit it the right way at the right time. And then something something gets fucked up. (laughs) I think that's true. I mean, I think, too, you know, uh, Mother Nature has a way of fighting back for Mm -hmm. sure. I think, unfortunately, uh, that the CEO's house is not going to get hit in that like tornado. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like they have a bunker. They have like a, they have a whole thing. I had a dream last night that I was in a bunker. Really? Yeah, I did. I had a full blown, like, I had a lot of dreams last night. I think it's because I ate cheese right before I went to bed. <laughs> and then uh, I watched the show Kipo on Netflix, which is this really cute, like new animated show where she comes from a bunker. Okay. So it's kind of because I like watched a thing about it. But yeah. then I had my own dream that was like way less cute than the cartoon. Of course. I love like a nuclear fallout cute cartoon that's like cute. You know, it's like, <laughs> let's, let's deal with the reality um, in the most brightly colored and um, great music kind of way. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how is uh, amidst this conspiracy time um, that you're having right now, um, how has uh, how's your whole comedy situation been feeling? Uh, I, well, it's up and down. I think it's tough. I haven't been in the new year. I haven't been to an open mic, mm. uh, but kind of intentionally just cause there's so many people at them right now. Yeah. To... I, 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 January is a tough time for the open mic. Yeah. Trying to give them their time to figure out that they don't want to do this before yeah. I get back to it. Uh, but I might go tonight. I've been writing a little bit. I have not been writing anything serious. Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah, we're not going to get there. <laughs> we're not going to get there yet. We'll see. Yeah. I have been saying donate to Australia after every set. People, That's cool. People don't necessarily like that, but. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, why why wouldn't they like that? They don't like koalas? Oh, I'm sure they like it. They just don't laugh because it's not funny. Did you wa- Did you like Joaquin Phoenix's little spiel? I didn't see it. Oh, every... It's kind of weird because uh, a lot of people are saying that he's like an idiot at the Golden Globes because he like said a political thing and he's an idiot. But all he really said was like um, that climate change is an issue. <laughs> and like um, I think he said like you don't have to fly a private jet to Palm Springs. Oh, I saw that actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did say like to cut back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's d- wrong with that? I didn't, I didn't really have anything wrong with it, but ever since then, even like a bunch of our friends and stuff have been like, Joaquin Phoenix is such an idiot. People just don't <laughs> like the Joker and they're mad. Did you see the Joker? Yeah, I loved it. I, okay. Um, my only problem with it is it, it felt a lot like the king of comedy with Robert De Niro. Yeah. I think it was, that was intentional. Okay, yeah, because yeah. then he was in it. Yeah. So, so I felt a little like, I would like this a lot more if I hadn't already seen this scene. Yeah. But I um, I liked it. I just thought it was weird that everyone was like, he's like incel culture. And I was like, 
No, dude, this isn't about incel. This is like about full-blown mental illness without any support. Yeah, and classism. I mean, it was, it was. I think, to me, the only interesting parts of it were about the fucking wealthy people being pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, when, uh, what's his name, Wayne, the guy running for mayor, yeah. Batman's dad, he was like, uh, he's like, I'm your best chance at getting out of your situation. Just, like, such arrogance and shit. But one thing I thought that was interesting about the Joker was, like, um, my notebook looks exactly like this. <laughs> I'm serious. I have because um, I also doodle in it, and I do, like, a lot of weird, like, scratchy stuff that I think is me, like, getting some energy out and stuff. But, like, definitely I, I wish they would have made his notebook even more crazy because it was just, like, then I could have felt a little bit better, but it was like exactly a too grounded in reality. It, it was exactly like my notebook, although that's funny. Although I don't, I don't, yeah. I I think that people are also like like that think that like if you know if people that are capable of violence and extreme mental illness like get help, or it's. I think that people thought that that movie was like about him getting sympathy, like, oh, we should feel bad for him. Yeah. And it's like, it's not necessarily about that, but it's like, this is why people like that need help. Right. You don't need to, you don't need to be like, oh, poor baby to be like, yeah, get some help. Like, you know, somebody who's murdered someone who says like, now I'm in prison or whatever and I need some help. It's not like society has to forgive that person or like, that Give, we feel bad. That, yeah. Yeah. It's not like, you know, I, I just feel like it's like, yeah, they, they need help, though. Like, I, I loved the part where the um, all the rich people are watching Charlie Chaplin while there's a protest going outside. That felt like super real to me where he confronts yeah. Batman's dad in the bathroom or whatever. Um. Oh yeah, they're all just like watching. I forgot a fucking about that. Ha ha movie. While that that just felt so right now to me, where it's like yeah. everyone's here like on the internet and AMC A list and me, myself included. Like I'm not, you know, while fucking literally Australia's on fire. While literally Trump is our president. I know. While literally, like our world is insane. Yeah. So does, I don't know. Does it ever feel like like you're like Charlie Chaplin? Yes. Performing for the rich people. Yes, it does feel like that a lot. Um, It feels like, especially with, I mean, the podcast that I host, it's um, issues, obviously, um, talking about spirituality and what's going on today and and everything. But it does feel like specifically astrology and uh, the kind of like woo-woo stuff is reserved for people that have more time and money. And so I struggle with that a lot because it's like I want this to be accessible to people who can't afford a chart reading, who yeah. can't afford to buy crystals and, like, can't afford, you know. And so it is very difficult to create a product that is both relatable and you can make money off of, you know, right? make a living from. Yeah, I'm struggling with that also a lot as well. I was on Brie Pruitt's new podcast this week. So maybe that'll be released soon. But she like picked one thing for me to talk about that I'm like struggling with. And it's like um, I tried to talk about um, my struggle with the idea of making any money off of anything, which is like 
it there's a lot of different things happening with that just like class wise but also like like with all the greed in the planet it's like oh it's just like all so evil but then it, it's not evil to just like want to get paid for your own services of course not yeah. but it's also it's like um we've been taught i think especially as women but also like just in general as artists to like not place value on our own like someone else values your art not you like when you go to a art show, a lot of the times it's someone else that is actually bidding on what they think your art is worth, not like mm-hmm. you saying like it's worth twenty dollars to two thousand. Yeah. So I think we're taught that like we're supposed to struggle and be in pain, and like that's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to make people laugh, and we're supposed to like have a good time. Like comedians are to some extent just like fucking hype men for whatever place they're at yeah buy more drinks eat have fun i'm here to make you laugh yeah i don't know yeah do you think do you think comedy is an art form Mm, i think it can be i don't know if mine is yeah i don't know if i i actually care about that question (laughs) (laughs) just like (laughs) i think it's like um it really it really does. I do have moments where I'm like, I'm Charlie Chapman performing for the rich people. Um, but then the Joker was like, it's my the life's goal to make people laugh right now. And um, and I, I do think there is like also that kind of like uh, sincerity and like sweetness to it. So I guess it's like also like who's consuming it is how much it matters. Yeah, and I think a majority of the time, like the people you see in comedy clubs, um, despite what like the alternative comedy scene will say, are generally they are a wider breadth of diversity in social class, in uh, race, gender. I mean, in in a number of ways. Obviously, it's not we're not lucky enough to have like one of each type of person in the audience of every show. Mm -hmm. But I think that, like, yeah, for the most part, comedy clubs, you get people that don't speak English sometimes, which is really fun. (laughs) Like, you're at the store and people are like, yeah, you're funny. Like, they're laughing, but they don't know what you're saying, you know? (laughs) They're like, dude, funny At that point, it's just the sharing of energy. Right. Yeah. Or you're being silly with your body or your voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I like what you're doing with your podcast and the spirituality aspect and it kind of like relates to comedy and like trying to give people some balance and some tools, um, for self-care, et cetera, but then not have that be like counter to, um, to everything that's happening so that it's not totally irrelevant or not accessible, like, um. Um, like it, it can, it can fit within it, but I was watching, um, Disney plus the other night and I was watching, uh, the old Jiminy cricket thing, fun and fancy free. I haven't seen it. It's really old. Um, and, uh, there's this part where Jiminy cricket is like hopping across these newspapers and it says things like the oceans will rise and stuff like that. And Jiminy Cricket's like singing a song and he's like, why is everyone so worried all the time? Whatever will be, will be. And it, it feels like I'm like, I agree with you, Jiminy Cricket. But also like 
this feels a little bit like too sedative propaganda ish. Yeah. Yeah, Like there's some, like I want people to have balance and not be worried all the time and enjoy comedy and enjoy, you know, spirituality, but not to the point where they're like, I have completely disengaged. No need to worry. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, what's interesting about astrology in specific is because we study the planets, the way they move, from Earth's perspective, obviously not the way they move, the way science studies them. But they're the same planets moving the same places. Um, And so a lot of it is, like, what's happening right now. And the only way that we can study it is by saying, like, oh, okay, like, today the moon is, like, square to whatever, and or Neptune, or, you know, and what does that feel like today? journal about it okay today I feel my emotions are not lining up with my dreams and it's like okay I guess maybe that's like what those two things represent in a way um and hopefully making sense of both of them together and not just being like this is a jumbled mess of my thoughts yeah but yeah I mean yeah we're hopefully always taking into account what's happening in the sky as they say as above so below oh I love that as a tool because, like, um, one of the ways that I've been coping with everything that's going on in the planet is just, and I I don't follow um, astrology or anything like that, but sometimes just I'm like, just the idea that there are stars and space and planets and um, other galaxies makes me feel way more relaxed about whatever's happening here. Totally. And it's like... I don't know if you have like the Skyview app on your phone, but it's really cool. It's just that app where you lift up your phone and it shows you what stars are in the sky. Oh. So if you see a star, you could be like, what's that? And it'll show you. Wow. Uh, I'm definitely it's getting free. that. Yeah. Definitely check it out. But it's also cool because it'll like show you picture, like for if you're into astrology or not, it'll show you like Scorpio, like the constellation and mm-hmm. it'll put the lines together for you and make the scorpion so you can see it. Um, Cause you're not gonna be able to see all the stars in LA. Uh, but also like the planets and all those things, like they each have their own like beauty and different. I don't know. Like today I was looking at these plates that were the planets and it's like, Oh man, like they're pretty, like they're cool. They're yeah. different. I looked at Jupiter through a telescope. It's so cool. Did you see like a lot? Yeah, I mean you can see like it's the colors huge. of it. That's cool and stuff. And uh, um, yeah, it's it's really neat perspective. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. As much as I study it, like I'm not like looking up a ton. Yeah. It's just hard to see it, anything out here. So much light pollution. Yeah. Is there anything that you can tell us about? Um, how you've used spirituality and or comedy to cope with um, or process um, whatever's stressing you out about climate change and Australia fires and... Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the obviously, the main thing with, like, especially with climate change is, like, you have to do your part and, like, I know people in my life, I'm not going to say names, that are like, well, it's not, if China doesn't, we're never going to, we can't, we don't have to, if China never does it, the climate's still going to, the oceans are still going to rise. Why should we do it if they're not and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you just need to do it because you need to know that you did it. You know, you need to know that totally. you, you recycled. 
Yeah. Not because China did it or because the government told you to do it. Yeah, you're not going to be on your deathbed and you're like, it's okay because China did it right. too. And we're, you're never going to uh, make the impact that the corporations that are really polluting like the oceans and the fucking land and like dumping oil and shit, you're never going to make the impact that they're going to make. So you have to do that for your own uh, your own sanity. And I think that's the same in spirituality and in comedy. It's like you don't laugh at something because you want the person to hear you laughing. You laugh because it's funny to you and it makes mm-hmm. you laugh and it makes you feel good. Like, so... Yeah, it's, like, for you. It's not for someone else. Like, why else would you be sitting... I mean, I guess, like, I do go support shows for other people and stuff, but why else would you be sitting watching something if you're, like, not going to enjoy it? Yeah. And the same for spirituality. It's, like, I think we all know people that are religious in a way that is not for themselves, where you see them being, like, I'm a godly person, and I wear a cross, and I... Whatever, but they don't act in a way. Like they'll like step over a homeless yeah, person. Yeah, everything's so you know? ex- externalized. Yeah, yeah. So I think like t- to make it personal and to make it about you, and it's not just just so that when you die, you can feel like okay, I did my best, I did my part. Yeah, not like whatever to show other people that you're better than them or something. Yeah, and if you do have children or grandchildren, and they're like. What was your involvement at that time? You're going to be like, well, I just figured China was doing it. So, (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know, get reusable fucking. I mean, I'm the worst at that. I'm Mm -hmm. the I always forget my bags. Yeah. But, you know, I get paper and I reuse them. Yeah. That's the best I can do. Reuse them, recycle them. Yeah. I don't know. I got plastic straws at work. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I didn't choose them. I have um, I have metal straws. How do you like them? I haven't used them. Someone gave them to me, but I actually don't really use straws, so I, I feel like they're not. Metal straws freak me out. They gross me out. I yeah. I, I don't really care. I just don't. I wouldn't want to have to clean them. Yeah. But um, do you think you could like influence your work to do paper? We have hay straws that we use. It's just that we have so many plastic straws left over from uh-huh. whenever the whole thing started that it's like we can't just throw those away either. That right. doesn't help like to throw unused straws away. Like that what if you help. use them to build a hospital for turtles? That would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> but yeah, the hay straws are great. They're excellent. They yeah. work well. Fabulous. They don't melt into your drink. What's your process like spiritually and emotionally when you like hear about certain things that are happening or like how often do you find yourself like, like in a struggle or like, um, well, I think my boyfriend's talking about this on stage right now. So try not to like burn too much of it, but (laughs) When, um, oh, that's so sweet of you to keep your emotional, <laughs> spiritual struggle for your boyfriend's material. No, I, um, one night we were at home, it was like right around when the fires were getting really bad in Australia. And, uh, I was like reading all these articles and looking at pictures. And I mean, the pictures are heartbreaking people in gas masks. I mean, the country's on fire, there are animals dying, you know, it's just it's heartbreaking and I was like crying and I, and he's like trying to watch what, uh, 
what men want. And <laughs> I kept being like, you know, 500 million animals have died, you know? And like, and he's like, ah, oh, cool. Okay. Like trying to be like, I'm watching a movie. Like, can we wait, not later? what women want with no, Mel Gibson. The new, the remake. I didn't know there was a remake. Yeah, it's Who's a, in it? <sighs> All right. It doesn't matter. What it, matters is Australia. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't paying that close of attention. It was pretty fun. I mean, I was catching a little bit of it. It was pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was kind of like frustrated because he's like, can we just watch a movie? Mm. But for me, I'm like, when I'm seeing it, when I'm looking at it, I can't, I can't watch the movie. Yeah. I have to process it now. Because it's so fucked up. It's so yeah. fucked up. And I've been to Australia, and it was one of my favorite places I've ever been. It was very little. And that was, like, when I, I think really started. Because I love animals so much. And that's when I think I really started loving animals. Because the zoos and wildlife areas there are so different from here. where mm-hmm. They're not, like, in fucking cages. Yeah. They're, like, in the open animals. And they let you interact with them. Oh, my God. And as a kid, it was, like... I could feed a kangaroo. Like, this is it for me, you know? So, like, seeing that stuff is, like, just heartbreaking to me. So it takes a lot for me to, like, uh, get out of it. Yeah. Even though it's not even, it's nowhere near here. It takes a lot. But the thing is, though, like, I really do believe that, like, we are all so connected. Like, we're a part of this planet, and if a continent is burning on the other side of it. And also we have a little scientific knowledge to know that that actually affects us and, yeah. um, uh, physically, <laughs> but also just like, it's our, you know, it's not like we're disconnected from that. Like that's just not it's a not. spiritual or scientific reality. Also like being here in California where we are on fire yeah. half of the year all the time too. It's like, I know what Sad. it feels like. It's I know sad, what it dude. feels like. It yeah. sucks. It sucks to be there praying for rain. I hope it rains so that no one else loses their home. Yeah. Like, it sucks. It sucks to be, like, hot. And they're, it's their Christmas. It's their New Year, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's got to be so fucking hard. So it's hard for me to, like... I guess I am, like, empathetic in that way. And also, like, we have a lot of podcast listeners in Australia, so we keep in touch with those people. And, like, it just sucks. It just sucks that that's happening and that not that my boyfriend doesn't care because he does. And he did pause the thing and talk to me about it and stuff. But it's, like, some people do not care. Some people just don't give a shit. They're like, well, that's not here. Who cares? I wonder what kind of disconnect is happening there. It's fear-based. It might, yeah, that is what I right. think it is. I think you're right because my boyfriend also, like, um, he's gotten a little bit better since he's been with me. But in the beginning, it was like, we're not talking about environmentalism. Because then he was like, well, you know, I'm going to have to change my whole entire, every, every single thing that I ever do if we're going to talk about this. And it's like, that's not true. We can talk about... Like, I think he was afraid of hypocrisy, too. Like, I think that's another thing people are afraid of trying because they're afraid of being hypocrites. And, like, I was talking to my dad, and I was like, oh, look at this video of a polar bear dying. And he was like... um, He was like, well, actually, like... And then he said, like, something positive about some... 
I don't even remember what it was. But then I was like, no, actually, there's evidence that, like, polar bears might go extinct in this amount of time or something. And then he kind of, like, snapped. And he was like, he was like, okay, Jessica, fine. We're losing the polar bears, okay? How do you think I feel about that? And then I was like, whoa. You know, so I'm kind of a... I'm kind of um, struggling to learn how to, uh, and this is why I'm doing this podcast, is like talk to people in my life about it, but without upsetting them or imposing, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think to some extent, like, um, yeah, I mean, I think we have to talk about it. I think that it does suck and it is hard to, to say... I think that what it boils down to is to have people be thinking about it more where it's not like, I, Hey, I still buy like shit offline. That's probably made unethically. Like there's a lot of stuff. I shop at target. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I buy on Amazon. I know that it's not good. I know that I also don't have money to shop at my local silver Lake fucking thing every week you know what i mean i can when i can but i can't always do that but i think part of it is having the thought like oh do i need to have a plane fly from you know argentina or whatever to drop off this iphone 7 case at my house tomorrow like maybe not maybe i'll wait until i have like a bigger order and and things that I do need faster, and then I can just order it all at once so that it's not a bunch of delivery fees, or not delivery fees, but, like, environmental fees of delivery, um, like a bunch of trucks coming to my house mm-hmm. over and over. Uh, and, and having the, the thought to be like, okay, maybe I can wait on this, or maybe I can whatever, instead of just acting on instinct and thinking, oh, it's not happening, oh, whatever, it's not happening, I'm not going to acknowledge it. It doesn't mean you have to change your whole life. Every person I know is a hypocrite. Yeah. In some aspect of their life. Yeah. We all are. It's okay. But at least if you're trying, that's better than fucking ignoring it. I mean, that's my perspective. I don't know. I don't know if that's helpful. Yeah, I think it is. It's like there's, um, uh, like you can't underestimate just like the power of awareness, you know, and like let the, let the awareness kind of slip in there. And, like, for me, it's been a process of, like, how can I have this awareness slip in here in a way that I'm also, like, feeling my feelings but then also mentally stable? Because blocking the awareness isn't really helping my mental health either. Totally. And, like, I don't know. I didn't eat meat for two years. I did eat fish. And it was actually quite easy. Mm -hmm. I have been eating meat now. But, like, I've realized that one of the easier things to do rather than pressure my boyfriend to not eat meat, to say, like, oh, like, whatever, like, let's stop, or, like, let's do meatless Mondays. The easier thing to do is be like, oh, hey, I'm making dinner. This is what I'm making. Yeah. And be like, I'm making grilled cheese. And he's like, that sounds great. Yeah. You know? And then it's like, I didn't need to say, like, we're doing meatless Monday. Like, what do you want that doesn't have meat in it? It's like, yeah, no, just, like, you don't need to tell people that's what you're doing. Just fucking do it. Hey, we're having Caesar salad for dinner. Yeah. And there's something to be said about attraction rather than promotion. Right. Totally. It's just like sometimes you're eating a really bomb fucking looking like salad with sweet peas and all this like good. You know, when you see someone with like a bright bowl of vegan shit 
or with fish in it or whatever, and you're like, that looks so much better than my shitty, like, hamburger. Yeah. Hamburger. Totally. You know, that's all gray and, like, dripping. Yeah. <laughs> <And> dripping goo. <laughs> dripping goo. No, no shit. I don't mean to shame uh, burger eaters out there. Uh, that was, that was. Uh, no, it's fine. But. Yeah. I mean, and it's like once in a while, you don't have to, everything doesn't have to be extreme. If you want to be vegan for the environment and you want to eat meat on your wedding day, no one's going to fucking care. No mm. one's going to be like, what a fucking bitch. She <laughs> had a steak. Like it's your wedding. Yeah. Once in a while, like it's yeah. fine. We're not all going to be 100% everything all the time. Yeah. I think that idea of you have to be a hundred percent something all the time is really holding people back. It is. It makes it hard. They're like, and people are like, I don't want to eat vegan at all ever because I don't want to be a vegan. And it's like, fries are vegan. You fucking moron. So are Oreos and like have an Oreo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Not everything has to have blood on it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's a day (laughs) for, you know, you can still be a, a tough guy. Right. No. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah. You know? So we can all relax a little bit. Yeah, I think, Just, and I think, uh, yeah, shoot for a C plus, you know? We're not trying to, one person is not going to change the world unless yeah. that person is fucking Jeff Bezos or yeah. whoever, you know, whoever has the, enough money to really make an environmental dent. Fair enough. That guy is, what, what a whack job he is, though. Yeah, for real. I mean, he's like... He's like, he's just like, we're going straight to the moon. Like, isn't that his thing? He's like, we got to colonize the moon. Yeah, I think like people he, are. Yeah. There's people that have already let go of the earth. And it's just like, uh, it's going to be harder to be on the moon than it is to fix climate change. Like, Oh, for sure. There's, I mean, like, just because we're poisoning all the water here and all this stuff. I mean, it's like, at least there's water here. <laughs> Well, I also think that, like, as much as I hate camping and stuff like that, I, like, I'm really bad at it, and I'm really, I'm, like, quite entitled in that way, where I really like staying in a bed and stuff. Uh, But I've, like, backpacked an overnight, and I think that once you have, like, lived off the land for a day... (laughs) Which I'm not saying by any means that I've, like, lived off the land. I wasn't, like, killing my own food or anything like that. But, you know, I did have to find water because I ran out of water Mm. and clean my own water. And, like, once you realize how difficult that is, it's so much, like, more important. I think that all billionaires should have to be sent in the wild for, like, a few days. Uh, Yeah, a week. That would be great. I mean... If we made it into a show, too, that'd be fine. That'd be great. I mean, I guess this is getting a little into Hunger Games territory, which is, like, why it's kind of good that I'm not in charge of the world, because I... I would make up weird rules like if you make this much money, you have to you you have to be put in a deadly situation. But I I guess that would be kind of good to like imagine Jeff Bezos or Donald Trump like walking around trying to find water. Well, I think it would be seeing them be all humble. Yeah, for the earth. As long as you have like a, a limitation of what they could bring, you know, it's like you one backpack. That's it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have like this connection to to um, nature, you know, with the the kangaroo and the and the finding your own water. Like you you have just this little glimpse into like, um, 
Mother Earth. Yeah, I've always <laughs> been. I think especially anything like uh, animals, the ocean. Yeah. Those are places I've always felt very... I swim, so I've always felt very connected to the Earth in that way. Like, just as my last birthday, my boyfriend did his first open water swim with me uh, in the ocean. We did a mile, and, like... Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, it's fun. If you ever want to go, I'll take you. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty simple. You I, can do it. I will, yeah. I'm trying to... My New Year's resolution is to go surfing once a month. Okay. Um, because, uh, I didn't go at all last year and that's like a sin for my life because it's like the most beautiful thing in the world to be in the ocean. Yeah. Um, but I've never done like a swim without a board in the ocean. That's, that's kind of in a way gnarly to me because at least when you're surfing, you have a little floaty guy. Yeah. It's a little bit different and it's, it can be a little scary. Like this one, like for my boyfriend was definitely rougher than my first one, the conditions. Um, which is, it's hard cause you're swimming, you know, you just have your body to get you going. Wow. And, um, there were sharks and stuff, not, <laughs> not, um, not like ones that bite, but you know, still it's scary when they're out there. Uh, I am like, I, I am, I know that that's how I'm going to die. A shark attack? Like I'm positive. Oh dude. Like I There's already no know There's no better that. way to go. Is, you know why? Um, because it's cool. Number one, number two, it's pretty funny. Like I'm sure everyone, everyone would mourn me for a while, but after they're done mourning, it would be like, dude, Jessica got eaten by a shark (laughs) and I want that joy for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you just, I should be, there's, and he was like, uh, are you sure? Whatever. And I was like, what kind of sharks were they? Uh, I'm going to mess it up. Which ones are the ones that don't bite? Leopard or tiger? I think leopard. They're leopards. I'm not then. sure. I think tiger sharks are, are kind of violent. Whichever one's the tamer ones was the ones they are. Okay. It's like a colony that lives out where I swim. So it's I'll, not it's not that I'll look scary. it up and edit it in. Like <laughs> it is the tiger shark. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like he was like, Oh, this is wild. I'm like, I I've never felt more alive. This is where yeah. I feel just because yeah, it's cold. Your breath's taken away. There's nothing you can do. You're stuck. You're either going to... What are you going to not swim? You're just going to stop swimming? Right. What are you going to do? You're out here. Oh. finish the swim. You're done. And then you get to go eat or whatever. It's like, just keep swimming. Exactly. <laughs> like Finding Nemo. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the little blue fish of Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like that. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I, I love I love that you have this like really beautiful con- connection to to nature, and you're kind of a badass swimming next to sharks and all this shit. <laughs> I'm not afraid of sharks, really. You're pretty hardcore. My mom tells this story about when I was when I first went snorkeling, or we went as a family, and there was a shark in the water, and they were like, "Everyone out, out, out! Get on the boat!" and Everyone's like rushing out and I'm looking around going like, where is it? Where is it? And my mom's like, get out now. I mean, little, little kid. And like, of course, the last one out, like still looking. And then she's like, aren't you scared? And I'm like, no, I wanted to see it. Like, I just want to see the shark. That's all. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty unlikely that it wants to eat you. Yeah, it's fine. They usually just chill out. Yeah. I went snorkeling recently, and I saw a big ray that swam under. It was fucking huge. Um, And uh, 
and I wasn't scared, and it went swam right under me. But afterwards, I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna get out now." That was yeah. That was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one time when I was surfing, a, a dolphin swam up to me. Actually, it was a porpoise, but you know what I mean. It's a mm, dolphin. Yeah. And uh, and I saw the fin, and it's like, um, and this, you know, in Huntington Beach, they're all, they're always kind of chilling out with surfers, and uh, but uh, I was like this is really scary, but like in a really cool way, it was just like, I know that dolphins don't really hurt people, but this thing is bigger than me. It's stronger than me, maybe smarter than me. Yeah. (laughs) And it might want to just play. Yeah. And I don't know how to play with it. (laughs) Yeah. Like I can't play your game. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, the sea, the sea is full of, I mean, barracudas are terrifying. Oh my God. Big ass noses. Yeah, and then I, I in an aquarium I saw a soft saw face shark. Oh yeah, t- yeah, sawtooth shark. Those are crazy. I'm like, you have a saw on your head, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hardcore, and you you just don't get that on the moon. And it's like once you got all these connections, these animals, it's kind of it's kind of worth um, having a go of it, you know? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's like, why do billionaires not care about soft face sharks? They don't. They don't, they care about money. That's all they care about. Do you think that there's a scenario where, like, if, if we do put on the show where the billionaires are sent out into the wild, that, like, Jeff Bezos or Donald Trump or any of these guys could be, like, face-to-face with, like, a dolphin or a shark in the ocean and, like, have this spiritual experience? And then, and then Donald Trump's whole life and his father and everything flashes before his eyes. And then, and then he starts crying, but you can't see it because he's in the ocean. <laughs> I bet Warren Buffett would. Have a spiritual experience. Yeah. Donald Trump seems like he's a little too far gone, I yeah. think. He doesn't he doesn't show a lot of signs. He's just air. Yeah. I don't think there's anything in between his ears. I mean it's 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 pretty it's pretty uh like the pilot light went out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So but yeah, Warren Buffett. There's some guys that yeah, some I of could them see like, like maybe. God, that'd be so cool. Yeah, well we'll have to pitch it. Yeah. That's our next pitch. But it'd be a hard pitch because we have to force them to go. I feel like if Donald we, Trump would do it though. That's why I keep mentioning him. Is he's oh like, yeah, he would do it. I feel like if we could get the um, the casting team or like the producing team of Survivor and somehow make it like a a season of Survivor that's like yeah all all billionaires season. Oh my god. Yeah, but you can't entice billionaires with any kind of money that TV would have. So, and that's That's kind of what they're about is money. So like you'd have to force them. You would have to force them, Hmm. but maybe we could blackmail them. I mean, I'm sure they have plenty of, I'm not going to go on because, uh, I don't want to get arrested (laughs) 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 for threatening to blackmail Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Dude, wouldn't that be crazy if that was like what we, what we were getting the papers for, whatever, is like two comedians <laughs> try to blackmail Jeff Bezos. And it's being on Survivor. It'll be like the next uh, big documentary, Fire Festival, whatever those. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they go too far. <laughs> and then, um, so great. That's just a fantasy. Um, well, heading out of this um, marvelous uh, time that we're having, um, do you have any like kind of, um, uh, tactics spiritually, as- astrologically or anything that you could leave listeners with in terms of, uh, 
uh, processing or yes, finding finding strength. Hell yeah. Well, spiritually, I think one of the most important things you can do is stretch. Um, if you can stretch in the morning, like even just like one stretch, like hands above the head or whatever, it doesn't have to be anything yoga, you know, you could just touch your toes. It doesn't have to be hard. Wow, um, that's such a good one. Yeah, it really helps set your day up. That, it's so simple, <laughs> but it's so true. All of your climate stress and denial could be in the hamstrings. Yeah. And once you release that, you can fucking take it on. Yeah, I think also writing uh, without intention of creating anything is really helpful. And um, as far as astrologically, I think that a lot of the times we hear about these transits happening, there's a bunch like at the end of the year, there's a few this year that are like, oh my God, this is going to be oh, power structures crumbling. It's like a huge <laughs> deal, man. Once every 200 years. Blah, blah. Um, one of the things that I always think is like, this has happened before. It's going to happen again. The sun move what the earth revolves around the sun once every year you know what i mean it's like this has happened before the planet's all it's fine everything's moving and so try to find the positive parts of those things where you're like well i really like jupiter i really fuck with capricorns you know so hell yeah shout out to capricorns hell yeah dude the sea goats that's right of the world that's we're recording on the last day of your thing or maybe we're already in aquarius i don't know i think it went 8 a.m i could be wrong is today the dawning yeah today's the dawning of the <laughs> that's uh, it that's it oh man well it was it's been a beautiful capricorn season it has thanks for he- helping me um uh share the tail end of it <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me yeah. i love your happy foot sad foot shirt <laughs> yeah shout out to the silver like happy sad foot sign um wherever it is um do you have anything you want to plug um you can check out my podcast what's your sign podcast or catch me every sunday at the chatterbox at 9 p.m yay thanks lisa Thank lisa you. chanu everybody